When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast extra. Science got a little bit glitzy this week, as it always does this time of year, because this happened. The 2016 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine. This year's Nobel Prize in Chemistry. This year's Nobel Prize in Physics. And as usual, we'll do it both in Swedish and in English. Joining us to talk about the Nobels is senior news editor Richard Van Norden. Hi, Kerry. Welcome. Now, we're going to do these in order of difficulty. Most difficult first, and then we're going to slide down the scale towards the easiest to understand. It's really only possible to understand the physicists who won the Nobel by the medium of analogy. And the Nobel Committee chose the analogy of baked goods and Thor's Hans Hansen, a member of the committee, pulled out a cinnamon bun, a bagel and a pretzel to explain what it was that the Nobel winners had done. Now, for us, you know, these things are very different. This is sweet, this is perhaps salty, different shapes, etc. But if you are a topologist, if you are a topologist, it's only one thing that is really interesting with these things in which they differ. This thing has no hole. The bagel has one hole. The pretzel has two holes. Richard, why are we talking so much about holes? Well, what he was trying to explain was the mathematical theory of topology. And it was this theory that the physicists, Michael Kostelitz, David Thaulus and Duncan Haldane, used to understand very weird, strange states of matter in thin slices in two dimensions. Just before we, we hammer out how this relates to physics, could you just give us a 101 on topology? Topology describes properties that remain unchanged if an object is deformed but not torn. That was the idea with the pastries. And the bagel with one hole is topologically the same as, say, a coffee cup that has one hole. You could imagine deforming them into each other, but you're not allowed to tear them. But the Swedish pretzel with two holes is a fundamentally topologically different thing. Now, in different ways, these Nobelists showed how the concept of topology effectively protects some unusual states of matter. And these, um, as it pertains to the prize at least, these are in two-dimensional materials um, that might end up giving them crazy properties like uh, superconductivity, for instance. Right. So in the 1970s, researchers believed that order in a 2D material was impossible. That's um, ordered atoms. Uh, because thermal fluctuations would destroy any ordering. They'd just be like a chaotic jumble of atoms, even at temperatures close to absolute zero. But Thaulis and Kostelich showed that materials could switch between states with different topologies, could switch between a bagel state to a pretzel state, as it were, in a thin 2D material. And these sort of ordered states didn't get destroyed by thermal fluctuations because they were effectively being deformed but, but not destroyed. 
And using this model, which all sounds a bit abstract, they showed in theory superconductivity could occur at low temperatures, so a thin slice of material could conduct electricity without any resistance. But this effect would disappear at higher temperatures, and they explained why this topological phase transition would occur. That theory turned out to apply to loads of 2D materials. Why is any of this interesting or useful? Please tell me, Richard. Well... (laughs) Haldane's work is being explored as robust ways to encode information in a quantum computer. If you want to have a really robust uh, electron spin or half spin, and you want the collective motion of electrons to always give you that, you can take advantage of the fact that that's a kind of topologically robust state. Meanwhile, uh, the work done by Thaules and Kostelitz, that's being applied in things called topological insulators, which are um, they're just bulk materials They're insulating in the middle, but they conduct around their edge, which is really weird. Can you think of a good baking analogy for this too? Because we've been through bagels and pretzels and cinnamon buns, but I mean, maybe we could call this a quiche, a topologically insulating quiche. Well, it could be a pie where the crust can conduct electrons, but the bit in the middle can't for fans of the Great British Bake Off. Thank you for referencing that show. We never have before in the podcast. We possibly never will again. It sounds like these guys have waited quite a long time for this prize. Lots of these discoveries date to the 80s, at least. Some people's prediction was for LIGO and gravitational waves, relative newcomers to the scene, to win the prize. Well, yeah, I mean, I I thought LIGO was going to win. And I'll reveal a little secret. We had written a story about LIGO winning, which we were not able to use. But maybe we'll roll it out next year. And it may just be that it was too soon for the Nobel Committee to award the prize Uh, The announcement about the gravitational waves was actually this year, in fact, after nominations closed the Nobel. However, the detection was known by some people as far back as December, and no doubt probably the Nobel Committee would have known too. So I think they could have awarded it to the trio who uh, essentially designed, built and conceived of the LIGO experiment. All right. Moving on then to our second most difficult, although in your opinion, Richard, the Medicine or Physiology Prize and the Chemistry Prize sort of level pegging in terms of difficulty. And they're both rather nice. Let's start with chemistry, which goes to tiny little molecular machines. Yeah, I mean, this is really cute. This this prize went to three chemists who basically designed these intricate nano machines. They made motors, shuttles, knots, chains, pumps, switches, and even a nano car. Uh, These are amazing nanometer scales, so 10 to the minus 9 if you're counting in powers of 10 uh, machines that don't operate in the same way that our uh, large normal scale machines do. Um, But incredible chemistry to put these stuff together and uh, may find application, may, in perhaps in computer memory, perhaps in uh, machines that can deliver drugs inside your body. Um, But I have to say that none of this has happened yet. It seems unbelievable that the biology-based prize, medicine or physiology prize, could go to something even easier to explain than a molecular machine. Um, But this is the order we've put them in. And this is for a process called autophagy, which is sort of like recycling, isn't it? Autophagy comes from the Greek literally for self-eating. And it's about how the cell eats its own parts, recycles them, gets rid of debris. This is actually probably quite familiar, I think, to biologists. Um, And this was a Nobel Prize awarded for work done quite a long time ago in the 1990s when Yoshinori Osumi, a Japanese biologist, worked out the mechanisms and the genes that drive autophagy. It actually goes a long way further back. It was back in 1963 that a Belgian biochemist, Christian de Duve, 
saw cells breaking down their parts and he coined this term autophagy and he also invented a word for the sort of waste processing sac that was doing this which he called the lysozyme but people kind of thought this is just a garbage disposal system it's like junk that the cell needs to crunch down and what Asumi showed uh, using yeast um, was first of all what genes are involved in this um, system and that it wasn't just garbage disposable. It's a lot more important than that. So first of all, cells can use it to clear out uh, invaders like bacteria and viruses. They can also, when they're starved, when there's no food coming in, they can use it to consume their own proteins for fuel. In 1999, Beth Levine reported that an autophagy gene that Osumi had found could suppress the growth of tumours. So suddenly this fundamental process is being linked to cancer. And disruptions in autophagy have been linked to Parkinson's disease, type 2 diabetes and other disorders. And research is ongoing to develop drugs that can affect autophagy. I mean, Osumi himself was essentially um, not thinking about this at all. He was thinking about basic science. Uh, he just um, liked using microscopes and worked on yeast. And he has this his lovely quote he told his institute, the Tokyo Institute of Technology, in 2012. He said, you can answer the most basic and important questions about the nature of life through yeasts. I'm pleased, Richard, with that quote about yeast that you've returned us to the beginning, to the baking analogy that we began with, um, because yeast is fundamental indeed to much research and also delicious cooking. Thank you for joining us to explain this year's Nobels. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.